Welcome back to the Office Marketing Podcast with Mike Swigert, the podcast all about sales tips, mindset, and value bombs. Five questions to help make your day more productive and learn a thing or two. Here is your host, best-selling author, Mike Swigert. All right, guys, I am absolutely excited to have Richard Conde on the podcast today. Richard is an associate professor at the University of Houston out in Texas. He helps MBA students learn more about stuff that matters when it comes to business and sales. And Richard, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm really, really, really glad to have you. Thank you, Richard. Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate the opportunity to have a, a discussion. So it should be a lot of fun. Oh, it, it's going to be so much more than a discussion. I'm just going to grill you. We're just trying to get <laughs> we're just trying to get as much value out of your head in the next 15 minutes as possible. Okay, so once you start out, once you tell us a little bit about yourself, Richard. Yeah, so uh, as you mentioned, I'm assistant um, professor at the University of Houston, the downtown location, and I teach sales MBA courses. Um, I think that we're one of five to ten sales MBA programs in the United States. So it's a really great way to help develop what I call Sales Leaders 3.0. One of the great things about what we do is we stay really aligned with industry and we try to prepare people for what's next, not what happened previously. And then, you know, I was born in Bogota, Colombia, moved to the United States when I was young and I lived in the South. I live in Texas right now and I'm a big Cowboys fan and I went to University of Oklahoma, so I'm a big Sooner fan. And of course, I love my Colombian soccer team. So that's really a little something about me. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, what's tougher, being a Cowboys fan or immigrating from Colombia? Which one was tougher? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, in the last uh, 30 years, been a Cowboys fan, sadly. <laughs> now, I, I got to tell you, we talked a little bit about this off screen. My wife and I lived in, in Texas in the early 90s, which was the heyday of the Cowboys. And that's probably the last time they were, they were uh, extraordinary. But it was a fun time to be out there with Troy and Michael Irvin, Alvin Harper, and the guys. That was a good time to be out there. Yeah. Good so, old days, as I could call it. That, well, there's a lot of people, yeah. The, um, all right, so tell us a little something that not everybody knows about Richard Conde. Well, what uh, people may not know about me is I actually used to be an athletic trainer for a women's basketball team. So when I left high school, I went to junior college for a couple of years, and I was their athletic trainer. So I was taping ankles, icing up. But what was interesting is that college hosted a wrestling event, like WWE came into town. And back then, the Von Erics, I don't know if you remember the Von Erics, they were a very popular wrestling family. And one of them was injured before the match. So they called me to help sort of heal him up. He had a strain in his back and there wasn't really a whole lot we can do except sort of massage it out. So my world of fame was that I was able to tend to carry Von Erich um, at one time when he was a professional wrestler. There you go. All right. Good. Did he give you any wrestling tips? Like, were you going anything? Nothing? No? Nothing. He was, it was funny because he can hardly lift his right arm, but he was so determined to go put in a show for people that he just kind of went through the pain and there wasn't much we could do because of his strain. He had to go rest and he had a, a match to go to and he successfully, I think he won the match. Wow. Wow. Did you get to see it? Like, were you there watching the show? Yeah, I was backstage with all the wrestlers and, you know, get to hear them sort of prepare for the match. It was really interesting insight because I grew up a big wrestling match, I think, as much as many young men. Oh, yeah. And then it's really to find out the mechanisms 
and the art behind it and the scripting was really interesting. They, they really are just some of the, the greatest entertainers, athletes, acrobats, passionate people that you'll ever, you'll ever encounter. I mean, they really are fascinating, really, really fun to watch. Um, all right. So let's speak about inspiration. Okay. So what's taking you on this path? So we know that you were probably a very talented trainer and great at taping up wrestlers, but what got you here? Like, how are we here now molding minds of, of MBA students in Texas? Yeah. So interestingly, what really got me motivated was, you know, when I came to the United States, I was a first generation college student. And I've always sort of struggled a little bit in corporate America, to be honest, because I never really understood the political gains and, it, and the political wrangling you have to do to succeed in corporate America. I will always sort of focus on my work. And as an executive, I found that many first generation students had that same mindset, really focused about working hard, focusing on the task at hand. And that's only part of corporate success. So what I wanted to do is kind of broaden my influence over those individuals. And I figured the best way to do that is be in academia as a professor to help students really realize the multiple facets that it needs they need to do to be successful in corporate America. So I decided to leave a successful corporate background, get my PhD, which was really difficult at my age. <laughs> I felt like the grandfather in the, in, the, in the classroom. But my motivation was really, how can I help further? How can I develop people differently and really touch more lives? That was, that was really my motivation. I love that. I love that. So what was your uh, dissertation on for your PhD? Yeah, so I actually studied the, the conflict between autonomous and control motivation for inside salespeople. Um, so I think I'm the only full-time inside sales researcher in the world, right? Um, I haven't met anyone else who does it full-time. That's only only thing I research is inside sales. Well, so I was really fascinated by the, the conflict because most leaders try to control people, but they also want to, them to have autonomy. And that conflict generally is not healthy for an employee's success. Hmm. So that's what I studied. I love that. I love, well, we, I, I feel like you and I could do a, um, a regular series just on that subject. I'd love to do a five-part series on that, Richard. That would be a, a fun one. But we only have 15 minutes. We got three more questions to go into. So the next one is, let's talk a little bit about your specific mindset, right? So you have wonderful energy, you have a great presence. You've got to be, you know, impassioned. You're trying to inspire people to want to be great, right? But what do you do personally to keep your energy and mindset positive? Well, I do a couple of things. One, I've sort of always been the health nuts. I like to work out. It also gives me time to think through things. Uh, but for me, really, what I try to find is I try to find at least 30 minutes a day where it's my time and I get away, I get into a private space allows me, and I try to think about the day, think about whatever I'm encountering. I just like to kind of have time away, quiet time. And what I find is that energizes my mindset because it's all about me for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. It sounds a little selfish, but once I leave that space, I'm able to give more and do more for others. So the combination of exercise, generally I do it early in the morning. And then generally midday, I take 30 minutes for myself in quiet time. I like to go outside generally if I can, if the weather's nice. And just sort of, I don't meditate, but I did take that time to think through things. And I think that's where we lack. We're always on the go in a hurry. We don't find time to really think through whatever we're experiencing on a daily basis. I like that. Richard, are you doing that with or without technology? Are you taking those 30 minutes? What are you doing there? 
I actually do it without technology. Mm. I'm really sort of making a conscious effort to get away from social media. I'm trying to really just focus on myself. I don't need distractions and really be with me and about me and just think through things, right? And really ask myself the old, you know, the old uh, five why questions. If I'm experiencing something, I really try to get to the root cause of whatever is at the moment in my life important. Um, so that, that's that's what I do, and it's really refreshing and it's rewarding, and um, it helps to uplift my character, and my spirit. I love it. I love it. Well, you you already have a wonderful character and spirit. I can only imagine what you're going to be like after your 30 minutes today. So that's I can't wait. This episode of the Office Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Fusion Advisory. We help commercial contractors generate leads online profitably. Check us out at fusion-advisory.com. Um, all right, next one. So this is where we're talking about kind of like a book or software, right? Talk to us about one that's really impacted your life or, or both that, uh, that, that you really like having in your life. Which book or software means, means something to you? Yeah, so, you know, I, I read a lot. I read a lot of articles. But one of the books I read later, uh, early on was uh, Mavericks at Work. And it really talked about the need to have courageous uh, leadership and be able to really push back, ask questions. You know, I always often joke that Mavericks at Work is shot. But uh, to me, that book really resonated with me because as leaders, we need to think beyond the status quo and have the courage to push back and ask questions. And that's what I bring to the classroom. I always encourage my students to, you got to push, you got to ask questions. You know, the best idea has to win. So that book to me always resonated. And I always took that into my leadership style to really foster a culture where people can be the mavericks at work that they need to be. I love that. I love that. Is there anyone um, in your life right now or any of your students that stand out that you're kind of like, this kid asks good questions. I like this kid. He's got a bright future. Or does that happen all the time? Well, actually, what I really find is in each class, you know, we have a journal class of about 40 students or so in the MBA. There's about generally a handful of students that you know are going to be super successful because of the critical thinking, the questions they ask, their comfort in pushing back, which I think it's important. And I've always, after the class, after the program, I recognize them, I send them a note, and I always offer to help them any way that I can because I want them to be successful in their journey. Well, I hope you're like, we, we've heard many a story of the Stanford MBA professors that recognize that and then they invest in their students' programs and they, <laughs> and they do pretty well. I, ho I hope the same for you, Richard. I really do. Uh, all right. So then let's go into advice then. What's the best piece of advice you've ever had and what's a piece of advice you'd like to give? I think they're about the same actually is, you know, we tend as humans compare ourselves to others. What I tell people is be better than you were yesterday. So it's that incremental improvement you can do and worry about the person in the mirror. Don't worry about your neighbor. Don't worry about your friend. Try to be the best person that you can each day. Find something to improve. You know, and I, and I, I like to do a study between people who sort of work out or do any sort of athletics because those individuals to me tend to always try to be better each day. So if yesterday I run an eight minute mile, today let me try to do 757 whatever that incremental improvement is, and invest in yourself. If you think about the greatest athletes in the world, they have coaches, they have chefs, they have trainers. I read somewhere LeBron James spends six, seven figures on his development. But as individuals, we generally don't invest in ourselves. 
So in order to get better than you were yesterday, you have to invest in yourself. And investing in yourself could be watching a video, reading a book, reading a chapter, listening to a podcast. It's an incremental improvement. I always encourage people, be better than yourself and be better than you were yesterday. I love that. Thank you, Richard. I tell you what, that um, that's a great reminder. I mean, a lot of times we might hear that. I want to be a little better than I was yesterday, but 1%, you know, but like, it's just so nice hearing it, especially when you, you speak so eloquently. It, it's so nice hearing it from your voice. And thank you for sharing. Really. Thank you so much, Richard. Um, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, I know you're doing, uh, I know you, you teach the MBA students, but you also do some business consulting. If someone wanted to follow up with you and, and ask you some questions, talk to us. How will we do that? And the best way is uh, through LinkedIn. I try to be stay active on LinkedIn, post uh, different uh, topics. You know, I call myself the inside sales geek because I try to use uh, data and uh, facts to help organizations, especially inside sales organizations, uh, be better. And a lot of it goes around the cultural um, context of the organization. How do you improve culture? And back earlier, how do we create more autonomous motivation versus control motivation? And so I'm very active on LinkedIn, all my contact information is there. And I also like to share my research just to help people think differently. And maybe they see something they can apply in their business to be more successful. That sounds great. Again, guys, Richard Conde, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. You're an absolute blessing to us all and your students too. And I can't wait until we do this again. I'm totally going to hit you up to do this again. Thank you, Richard. Thank you so much. And I look forward to the continued conversation and I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Office Marketing Podcast. Be sure to join the conversation on our YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Facebook pages. If you enjoyed the episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.